0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave, the show where we take an, an old guy and a young guy and we smash our ideas together and I we talk about biblical barely truth. Talk. I know, that's why you got a deep booming voice, Dave. I like making fun of you, but it's yeah. okay. It's mutual. It's mutual, yeah. which is a good thing. Imagine if you talk the whole episode like that. I could. <laughs> but you wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, that wouldn't make any sense. No. Um uh, but no, it's another day, it's another show, and we're excited to to just talk about stuff. You know, and I thought uh We could be really practical. I like being practical, Dave. Okay. And one of the things that I run into a lot, young people, old people, doesn't matter. I think this is another thing that spans the generational gap. You know, we did a show recently talking about how, you know, can you really encounter Jesus in your life, not change? And we talked about how well you really need to get to know God and you do that by reading the Bible. Right. You know, and and that's kind of how we ended that show. But I, I don't want to take this for granted, Dave. And I think a lot of people, when they look at the Bible, they get intimidated, you know. It's Why? Just like, I don't know. It's a bunch of words. Right. Well, maybe because. You know how to read. Well, true. And some people do get intimidated by reading, you know. I so guess. I'll, I'll give them that, you know. So it might not be specifically the Bible. They might just see another big book that they don't want to read. Right. Um, but I think some of them get intimidated because they, you know, well, I don't know how to read it, you know, or, or where do I start? Yeah. Or I don't understand it.
1: Yeah. you know have
0: you ever heard those those I have and, and I those would
1: comments I wouldn't say excuses but sometimes they are excuses yeah, I've heard them and, and being an old teacher I think do you know how to read? Yeah, okay, read. I right. mean honestly I, I look at it and I think in life you find people who try and find reasons why they won't do something and others who try and find reasons why they will do something right And I would suggest that if you want to have a, a life that actually amounts to something, look for ways to accomplish things, not for reasons why you can't. Right. And you can read a Bible. I mean, there's Bibles written at every level. Now, you probably, Jason, when I say written, what, one of the things that people talk about is the Bible's hard to understand. How would you respond to that?
0: I would say that it's, you can get a, a Bible that's easy to understand.
1: So Bibles say different things?
0: No, they're just they're, they're translated into words that are, that are more helpful.
1: I say, so now it's translated. Now it's sounding really big. <laughs> I mean, now now it's sounding like I I don't want to read it because it's too Well, because
0: uh, uh, well, the Bible, I, I mean, the Bible is what two thousand years old. Okay, you know, and so obviously English is is a fairly common thing, yeah. like newer things and some of them us.
1: are even older. Like the Book of Job could be.
0: Oh, older than that. 5,000 right. years old. Right. I mean, we're talking about the canon as right. it is today. And right. canon is like the set of books, the 66 okay. books. Anyways, you know, but that was written in a different language because we're talking about, you know, where Jesus lived, you know, and then where Moses lived and all that sort of stuff. Okay. And they spoke a different language. And so when we take the Bible, it was, you know, the, the New Testament was written in Greek and the Old Testament in Hebrew, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And so then we translate it so that we, as as English speaking Americans or whatever you are listening, maybe you're in a different country listening and you speak Spanish or something right. like that. Whatever you know, I don't want to assume that you're English speaking. But right. uh, then you translate it so that we can understand it. Uh, much like if you go onto Google and you know you put something in and you translate it, it's the same sort of thing. Okay. And so there's di- there's different methods that they use to do it. You know, some are word for word, so that you get like a literal translation. Okay. You know. And then others, they, they take the idea and translate it so you can understand it.
1: So there's easier versions to understand Absolutely. and more difficult ones.
0: Right. And that's why there's so many versions. You know, well, somebody would say— Do well, they all
1: say the same thing? Yeah. Basically. Basically. If, if they're, if they're reputable.
0: Right, right. And there's some that might summarize a little bit more than others. Uh, and there's some—and and, and really, if you're, if you're looking to know God— I would say that it doesn't necessarily matter which one you choose. Now, if you're looking for more like deep, deep, deep study, well, then you're probably already reading the Bible and we could suggest a different version for you. But if you're just struggling to get in the Bible itself, grab any version that, that you can understand and it's better than nothing.
1: Are there versions they can get for free on the internet?
0: Oh, tons. You right, know. Do you have a favorite? Um, well, I, I like the ESV, but I know that's confusing to some. Otherwise, for young people, there's there's the, the New Century version, okay. which is kind of like a youth Bible version um that's that's free on the internet okay um i mean there's the biblegateway.org um otherwise there's a the bible app you know okay um there's several different ones
1: can they listen to the bible
0: they can listen to the bible
1: uh, which where would they go to listen
0: well i would say you know many of you are on smartphones download the app there's a bible is app i think is what it's called okay and you can listen to the bible there and it's 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 well done you know it's it's that way you don't even have to read it you just pop in your headphones which you already have in because you're listening to music and you just turn on and, and listen to scripture being read to you. And that's even easy. Okay. Because then it's, it's just intake. Um, or you could visually watch it. You know, there's some apps that offer videos that kind of explain. So, so, the, so the
1: opportunity is there. Oh, there's
0: tons of opportunity, Dave.
1: And, and you know what? As, as an old teacher, I think, and I don't remember this exactly, but I was doing research once when people were saying the Bible's hard to read through. I, I want to make it clear here that I think it's so important that you read the Bible through uh, every year of your life. Yeah, that I have committed to that, and I've done that for over 30 years.
0: You know, Dave, I, I was reading a book recently, and they, and they threw out this statistic. I think it's a statistic, but this fact is that if you were to take the modern consumption of television on the average right. person, the hours put in, and convert that into time reading, they say, on average, if you were to read through the Bible, say cover to cover, it would take 71 hours. Yep. If you were to take the amount of time that we spend intaking television— Mm-hmm. You could read the Bible in a month.
1: Yep. Well, Isn't that crazy? And, and I could also say that if you would just, if you read it like a fifth grade level, and, and I can't remember the statistics exactly, but it's about right. Yeah. If you read it a fifth grade level and you read it aloud, which is the slowest way to read, right. it would take you less than 15 minutes a day and you would finish the Bible and in a year. You finish the Bible
0: in a year. Yep. So
1: somebody who says they don't have time you know right. to do this, Here, here's what's funny to me. People will talk about who God is and who God should be, but they don't know him.
0: Right. And where are they getting their idea of that from?
1: Exactly. If they're not reading the Bible. Exactly. So if, if, you know, if I'm going to describe to you somebody I never met, right. how valid is that explanation? Right. And how many people are out there saying, well, I think if there is a God, he should be like this. Right. Well, there is a God. Right. And he is a certain way. But you don't have any right to say how he is. You need to discover who he is, not create who he is. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you need to read the Bible. And there are plenty of versions out there. Uh, We work with eight-year-old young people, and I'm telling you, there's a a living translation that they can read. There's a a basic Bible in English they can read. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm saying it in English because that's our language here. But there are so many versions that they can read. And, and that's what we have to understand is that there are so many people who have invested millions and millions of dollars into making sure that we would have the Bible in a language that we could actually read and be accessible to. Right. And you could, you could begin to read it. Uh, now, now let's take a look at, at parts of the Bible. So if somebody were to start to read the Bible today, right. Right. where would you send them?
0: I would send them, uh, I would probably send them to the New Testament at the start. Okay. I would say pick a gospel.
1: Okay, and explain what a gospel is. A gospel
0: is. is, so you open up the New Testament, and the gospel is, is kind of characterized as a section of books. And so okay. that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All
1: right, and it's, it's good news. It's basically. good news.
0: The gospel means good news, and what it is, it's, it's really telling you the story of Jesus and, and his ministry while he lived. And that's what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are, and they're different perspectives. You know, you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and and they're writing from their perspective about the the things that Jesus did while he was here on earth.
1: So the books are a little different, but they don't say anything different.
0: Right. They're different perspectives. Different perspectives. You might even see the same story in, you know, the book of Matthew that you see in the book of Mark. Right. You know, and and Matthew might have a story that isn't shared in the book of you right. know, Luke or something.
1: Right. And there might be other details because different emphasis right. by the writer.
0: Just like you tell a story different than I tell a story, but the facts are still the same.
1: Right. What, what's interesting there is if you read these with knowing a little bit about the authors, for example— uh, at the beginning of a Bible, um, if you have the right kind of study Bible, it'll give you a little background.
0: Yeah, like an introduction.
1: A- introduction. You have yeah. another website that you like to send people to. Yeah, there's,
0: there's actually an app on your phone. So I know everybody you know, might not have a – well, you probably have a physical Bible that's on a bookshelf that's collecting dust that you've never opened. Right. But everybody's technologi- technologically savvy. So go to the App Store and download the Read Scripture app.
1: It's right. called Read Scripture Am- Read Scripture. Okay. It's called
0: Read Scripture. And what you could do, I mean, it, it has a built-in Bible plan for you, so it outlines what you should read every day. But not only that, at, at, the, at the start of every book, it'll do a, an intro for you that explains what the book is about and who wrote it. And then if there's a complex idea in the book, there's a video for that. And then you, you read for It Is What the Day, and then you check it off saying, all right, I done that. And not only that, you can set a reminder. So say you want to read it at night or in the morning or whatever time of day, you can set a notification on your phone where it says, time to get in the word, and it'll notify you. Cool. You know, so it's it's taking all the excuses out. You know, it's like, well, I'll forget. Well, I'll get reminded, just like you get a text message. And you know, where do I read? It'll tell you where to read. Uh, what if I don't understand it? It'll help you understand the big concepts about uh, who God is. And some
1: might be saying, well, you know, I, I don't know if I want to have a rigid schedule, that kind of thing, and I'm thinking, you know what? From my old man perspective, right, you need to be intentional about the things in life that are important.
0: Dave, do you eat lunch at, I, at the I, same time I, every day?
1: I don't eat lunch, but I eat supper at or, the same okay, time. Same time time every day. Same time right. I get up at the same time.
0: You know, there's certain things that you do at the same time every day, and there's nothing wrong with that.
1: No, the important thing in life is if, if there's something important, the word intentionality has to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In other
1: words, if you want to get in good shape... Right. You're not going to do it if you say, I want to get in good shape, and you don't make a plan to work out, that kind of thing. Right. If and people wanna, work
0: out at the same time most time yeah, every day if they, they work do. Out, you know?
1: You know, it's really strange. I, I, there's research that backs this up, that that if you would go to sleep at the same time every night and get up at the same time, you'd have a lot more energy.
0: Interesting.
1: It, it, if, in fact, it went so far, it, it checked all this time stuff out. Yeah. If you were to eat at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You would have more energy. It's like your body starts to gear up for those things. So I know that the young people listening and the young people I've talked to through time, they do not want to hear that at all because they right. like going to bed whenever, getting up, sleeping in and, and yet they wonder why they're tired all the time. Right. there's an intentionality that God almost put into our lives that if you're not gonna be intentional about certain things, you're gonna suffer some consequences. If you want to have a good relationship with your wife. Yeah. You know, I am telling you, you need to schedule time with her. Mm -hmm. If you want to have a good relationship with your boys, you need to schedule time with them. Right. And if you just say it'll happen, it'll get wasted. It'll get wasted. You won't do it. So you need to be intentional. I'm gonna spend time you have three sons. Yep. So so what I would suggest for you to do is if if you want to have a great relationship with them, say, I'm gonna spend this amount of time with my oldest, this amount of time with my middle, this amount of time with my youngest. I'm going to do that on a daily basis. I am going to figure out a way to sit and talk with my wife, which is hard at this stage in life with three young boys. Uh, but I'm going to do that. In other words, these are intentional moments of life that you're not going to regret having. Right. Likewise, then with God. Okay. When am I going to meet with God? When is my wife going to meet with God? And we're going to make sure that happens. Right. You know. I mean, now you're intentional, and it can happen. And I'm telling our listeners, you. If you're not going to be intentional about getting to know God and reading the Bible, you're not going to know him, and you're going to have to depend on everybody else telling you who he is, and whoever's more persuasive will win, and they may not even know God. Right. Now you've got a problem.
0: Right. And, and it all starts with intentionality. You know, and I think that's why so many people, you know, excuses aside, "Quote unquote," struggle reading the Bible is because they don't have that intentionality. They don't have the the gumption to say, "I'm going to do this." They'll say, "Well, I'll do it later. I'll do it before I go to bed," or, you know, "I'm I'm too tired in the morning to do it. whatever it is."
1: Or they're waiting for God to smack them around a little bit to, right. to get to that point. He's not going to do that.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: I mean, there will be a point, but I mean, you'll be on your deathbed and you go, "I should have spent time with God." Right. Uh, that's not when you want to say that. Right. You want to spend time with Him now, so that at that moment where you are going to leave this earth, you know who you're going
0: to and what's going on. Right, you know, and so at, at the very least, I think the first step is actually just starting to read the Bible. You know, understanding aside at this point, you know, I think that you just need to get in the habit of, of you know, either he, listening to the words or reading the words. You know, We could talk about in the, in the next half of the show, like, all right, what do you do with it then once I'm reading? You right. know, I think it's, it's steps. I think the first and biggest step is just consistently reading the Bible. You know, regardless of whether or not you're you're fully understanding what it, it's all saying. At least you're you're exposing yourself to truth because whether you like it or not, that's going to go in, mm-hmm. you know, because you're listening to it and you're exposing yourself to it. And so in the second half of the show, what I'd love to do is, all right, if you get in the habit of listening to it, what are some things that you can do to help you understand it? That way you can start seeing God changing your life. Because the more you expose yourself to truth, the more truth will set you free and change your life and become, help you become more like Jesus. And that's what we're going to dive into when we come back here on Younger and Older. Hey, welcome back to Younger and Older, and this is Jason and Dave, and we're in a great discussion. I think it's a very simple, practical discussion. We've been talking about getting in and reading the Bible. I know that's, that's mind blowing, um, but I think it's something that, that, that needs to have a, d- a discussion about. Yeah, and you I want to
1: say this right from the top of the second half there is nothing that has been more important in my life, nothing more important than reading the Bible, reading it through every year. And and sitting and thinking about what it says. There is nothing that has been more important. Right. So to neglect that is, is something that I would look at a young person and say, There is no possible way for you to be as successful as God wants you to be, because you will not spend the time to get to know who he is. Instead you're creating who he is by saying he should be like this or that or my sugar daddy and this guy. You need to know who he is right. and respond to it. And you get there from the Bible.
0: Absolutely, and I, and that's what's crucial. And we talked about, you know, different versions and and ho- ways to get in the Bible in the first half of the episode. And so, you know, really the first step is just expose yourself to Scripture. It doesn't matter, you know, just get in there, expose it. Whether it's a few verses a day, whether it's you know ten minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, whatever it is, something is better than nothing. You, you know point. what I did when I was younger? What'd actually? you do? What'd you do?
1: I, I, because I grew up in the church and I would read the Bible. I mean, that kind of stuff. Right. But I wasn't getting much out of it actually. I mean, I was doing it because I thought I'd get struck with lightning if I didn't. You know, read and right. all that kind of stuff, and then I realized one day, you know what? I'm going to read every day yeah. until something strikes me that I can think about and challenge my thinking. Hmm. And some days it was five minutes, right? Some days I was there quite a while, and I mean, because I was daydreaming or something. But sure. some days it was quick. In other words, let's let's make a challenge so that when you read the Bible, you're going to do something with it. Right, and, and then if you can't figure out. Maybe you should be hanging out with somebody older right. and say, all right, I read this. Let's talk about it. Right. Why is this significant? And let them talk to you. Somebody who has walked with God, read the Bible, there's evidence in their life that they love God. Ask them what they see in the passage. Ask, ask them. Right. And then sit down and do that on a regular basis.
0: And I think, And I think that's the next step, you know, is that as you're reading the Bible, you know, if there's something that makes you wonder about something, if there's something that just perks you in one direction, you know, stop and think about it. You know, whether it's just like you realize something about who God is, or maybe there's a question that comes to mind. It's like, well, why did he do this? You know, it's okay to stop. It's not necessarily about, you know, yes, it'd be great for you to read through the Bible in a year, but if it takes you two years to do that because you're stopping and you're pondering the things in scripture, then let it take you two years. You know, and that's what you need to do is just as Dave said, what he did when he was younger is read however much it takes for you to be, you know, poked and say, okay, I that's encouraging or, or I, I wonder about that. Let me try to look into that more and then do some, you know, background work to try to figure that out. Whether it's, you know, finding somebody around you saying, Hey, can you explain this to me? Why does it say this? Why does God do this, yeah. in, this say, in this sense? Because all of a sudden now without even realizing it, you're getting to know who God is. Right. And in understanding that, then it's, it's indirectly. I, I had to force myself.
1: I had to force myself to do two different yeah. reading. One is I just want um to get perspective. So I try and read it nonstop.
0: Right, right.
1: And the other is what you're talking about there. And and but that was when I got older I realized I need two different right. mind frames.
0: Right. And that's kind of what I do. It, you it know, times. is I do the consumption you know, just to kind of expose myself to the the grand thing, and then I try to focus in on. I try to go back then and say, all right, I, "I I saw this. I want to go back and do that." You know, and some of you might not be at that point yet. I'd rather have you, you know, getting something, open the Bible, and open the Bible than having to worry about you know getting through it in a year. I'd rather you just be in it every day, even if it's you know trying to get you know. So it all depends on where you're at. And you might say, "Well, it's confusing." Well, let me tell you, there are so many different resources out there. Whether it's other people, whether it's podcasts, whether it's sermons, whether it's you know apps like the Read scripture app whether it's you know different things like that that help explain it to you because here's the great thing is that it's not as as difficult as it once was to understand what the bible says yeah
1: you know what and jesus summarized it as well he yeah. said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, love each other as yourself. That's really, the Bible is talking about those two things. Right, it's
0: talking about loving God and loving others.
1: Exactly, that's you what know. it's talking about, and and it allows you to put it in a correct perspective because we lie to ourselves and we need to understand what the truth is and adjust to it because one day we're going to have to adjust to it, whether right. we like it or not. Absolutely. You know, I would encourage too, little insights. For example, we told you the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, God used their personalities in those books. Mm -hmm. So Matthew was a tax collector. Right. You gotta realize something. The the, the Romans, they tolerated this man. The Jews hated this guy. Right. Jesus looked at him and said, follow me. (laughs) Interesting right from the start. Right. Because here he was taking taxes, going, and and he was a guy, if you wanted to know like genealogies mm-hmm. and different things like that, he's the guy because he was a government guy. Right. So he, he, he focused more on that stuff. Right. In fact, some have said, boy, the genealogy in this book is different than the one in this book. What they don't realize is one went through the male and one went through the female. Right. So just a different, it's the same genealogy, just right. a different
0: emphasis. Which then helps you understand that why Matthew won. It goes through the genealogy, genealogy explaining where Jesus came from.
1: Exactly, that was important to Matthew. Right, might not have been important. Now, when you start with Luke in the book of Luke, which is the second Matthew, no, third book, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke was a doctor. Mm-hmm. So you want to
0: read about Christmas and the virgin birth. Right, he's
1: fascinated by that. He's
0: fascinated about how Jesus was born and the fact that he was born. In a barn,
1: exactly. So, for me, if I want to read about the physical pain of the uh, crucifixion, or if I want to read about the the virgin birth, I want to go to Luke and read it, right? Because he's got the doctor thing going. If you know, Mark is more of a fuzzy character for many. He, it, like fuzzy, what, yeah, fuzzy. What did he do actually? Fuzzy was
0: he was a bear. <laughs> yeah,
1: but you know, I have a great friend who did a lot of research on this, and he honestly believes that Mark was a playwright, like a Hollywood guy,
0: mm.
1: and that the Book of Mark is like a uh, Greek tragedy. So if you've studied Greek tragedies, I guess the book of Mark, I, I I didn't study Greek tragedy. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say it's all Greek to me.
1: Yeah, but I guess the book of, of Mark fits the uh, motif of a Greek tragedy. Wow. So that's why it's written a little different. I guess it ends a little different than the other books and, and that kind of thing. And it's it's kind of got that flair for the dramatic of, of a Greek tragedy. Yeah. And then if you read the book of John, Mm -hmm. John, uh, do you remember how God identified John? I mean, how John identified himself whenever he identified himself in the the book of John? He never called himself John.
0: No, it was... um,
1: He he always called himself the one... The one...
0: the, the, uh,
1: The disciple that Jesus loved. Yeah. He was amazed by God's love. Yeah. That's what he was. So you have this... You want to read a book where a guy was just amazed by the love of God? Read John. Right. If you want to understand the the government kind of thing, that read Matthew. Right. If you want to understand, you know, the dramatic side, uh, read uh, Mark. Right. If you want to understand the doctor side, read Luke. Right. You know, all of a sudden you've got a little bit more depth and you can see as you read these books, it will help you grab the content because it's just little things. Right. Like that that, that you can grab.
0: Right, absolutely. And and as you start reading the Bible more, you know, even even dive into some other books, you know, and, and even look for a reading plan. There's tons of reading plans out there. And like I said, you know, Dave and I, you know, we talked about just getting the overarching picture of the Bible, you know, because th- there's going to be some books that might be a little bit more difficult to get through. Like if you open up to the book of Numbers, you know, you read several chapters in there. And, and what is it, Dave? I mean, is yeah. it exciting? <laughs> yeah,
1: well, you know what? It's funny because I did a whole thing on, on uh, Leviticus and Numbers. Right. And, y- 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 they're great books, but they give you a historical context. Right, so, exactly. if you're not looking for historical context, don't start
0: there. Don't start there. You know, and many of you, you know, whether it be a new year, I mean, we're recording this and it's a brand new year. You know, everybody always goes to 1-1, Genesis 1-1, which is fine. <laughs> Let me ask you, how many times have you started Genesis 1-1? Yeah. You know, it's it's okay. You don't have to start with Genesis. You know, just pick a book. I'd rather you be in the Bible than having to read the creation story time and time again, and then by the time you get to Moses, you quit. You know? In fact, um, go,
1: go read the book of Job. Yeah. The, the book of Job, many believe, is the oldest book in the Bible. Right. And if it was, and it was by itself at first, read the book of Job and ask yourself this question. If this is the oldest book, and if you know, God wanted to give us the message that's in this book first,
0: what is the message? Yeah, what's he trying to get at?
1: That's all I'm going to leave it at. I mean, just go and read it and try right. and ask yourself that. Those are the questions that when I read, I enjoy. And, and then I would ask, well, why isn't Job first in the Bible? Because chronologically, it wouldn't make any sense. Right. The, the Genesis tells us in the beginning God, so let's start there. That right. makes sense. Um, the book of Revelation talks about the future. I wouldn't start there. Right. If, if you don't have the rest of the Bible down, Revelation is going to be hard to understand. Mm-hmm. There's two, there's symbolism in there, and I mean there's things that you know. Don't spend your time in the Book of Revelation if you haven't read the rest of the Bible. Spend, right. You know, read the other stuff first.
0: Right, and that's why I said you know, just jumping even into the Gospels, get to know who Jesus is. You know, if you were to spend time and say, I want to get to know Jesus, and he did that, you would you would learn a ton. Why? Because you're exposing yourself to who Jesus is, and, and you can wrestle with that. Right. You know, and, that, and that, I mean, even in the last episode, we talked about James, who was the half-brother of Jesus. You know, that's a great book. Why? Because it talks about being doers of the word and just doing it, encountering Jesus and living it out you know and so there's there's tons of different ways and if you're still at the end of this end of the show have no clue where to start reach out to us yeah because we'd love to help or find somebody you know find somebody you know in your church if you're not part of a church get involved in a church find a youth, youth leader youth pastor somebody whatever you you know find somebody because if you went to them and said hey can you walk alongside me help me read the bible i don't know anybody that would not welcome that statement.
1: Yeah, if they love God and they're doing it themselves, If I had somebody come to me,
0: I would without a doubt say, yes, let's do this, let's do it together, let's get you in the habit of doing this. I I don't think, I mean, Dave, would you ever?
1: No, and and it would be such a privilege. If our listeners have not heard the show before, go to relate365.com and download some, because even as we talked about James in one of the programs, what we were doing is giving you the insight of that book. right. And so you could go listen to it, listen to what we said, and now go read the book. Right, And and you'll find that there's a more depth there. This is a case, by the way, for making sure there's somebody older in your life that has gone, gone ahead of you, that can help you. Jason can help those that are younger than he is, and older, and, and basically in the insights or whatever, but what you do is you start gleaning from the insights of those who have gone before you. Yeah. So don't minimize that opportunity.
0: Right, and it's just like Dave, you, you rub off on me. You know, that's the whole premise of the show—younger and older—is the fact that here we're two different perspectives, but there's so much that we can learn even from each other. Absolutely, just by just by—and that's a biblical concept. I mean, you look at Jesus; you're reading through—he hung out with disciples you know, his group of people, why they shared life together. They did life together, you know, and, and that's even, you look at the Old Testament is iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another, you know, so the more that you could do this with people and share what, you know, and, and cause then all of a sudden you can ask questions. It's like, Hey, I was reading, you know, I was reading Luke today and, you know, Jesus shared this parable and, and it kind of got me thinking, what do you think about this?
1: Yeah. And you should, a- should anyone expect uh, the person they're talking to to understand everything that they ask? No, no.
0: You know, why? Because God is like infinite.
1: Yeah, you don't need you don't, don't need to be prideful. You know, if somebody asks me that says this in the Bible, and I don't understand this, can you explain it? And I don't understand it, at that moment, I'll say, I don't know. Right. I, I need to go look at it myself again. It's not, because I read the Bible through every year, right. doesn't mean I know every little part of it and every nuance that's in there. Right. So I may need to go back and reread it and think about it and ask a few people. And I have some other tools that I'm not going to go into that are, that i would use right. but they're they're tools i've used for 30 years
0: well and, and the other thing that i want to say really quick as, as we're getting ready to close the show dave is that even as you're reading the bible i know some people go in thinking that every time they read the bible it's like they're gonna have fireworks going off ahead, right. you know and that's not the case you know reading the bible is like you might be reminded of something that you already knew and that's okay and you might go you know a couple weeks like that and then you know maybe a month down the road you might come to a new concept of, about god it's like wow and it blows your mind away is
1: there anything new in the bible
0: no, the Bible's always the same, but yeah, God shows you new things. That's what I mean. And, and you know? So
1: you're not going to find quit looking for new things.
0: Right, right. Look you know, for old things. Look for old things. That, things that are new. That are new. Exactly. There there's always more to observe. That's, that's what one of my teachers in college said in our Bible study methods class is that there's always more to observe. There's always more to see. Right. Because it's always there. It's just God shows you different things as you continue to read it you know, and as you continue to, to just expose yourself to scripture. And so as you've been listening to the show, I hope that you've been encouraged to jump in the Bible, um, get on a plan, start reading, start exposing yourself to scripture because you, you really can't go wrong. I don't know anybody that has said, I'm going to do this and it's been bad. So from Dave and Jason here, we want to encourage you get in the Bible, have fun. If you need help, reach out to us, go to relate365.com and we will see you here next time on Younger and Older with Jason and Dave.